Thursday, December 13th, 2018. And yes, I am back. I know I think I took another two weeks off from podcasting, but you know, I just needed to. And speaking of that, I would like to begin by thanking people for reaching out and sending me messages and uh, texts. And um, I think I got a couple cards, one from the listener, Kevin. And I know a couple podcasts have mentioned me and my father's dying. Um, I know Faye Driver mentioned it on two of his shows, so thank you, Faye. Um, Things are moving along with that. I'm feeling better every day. I actually started therapy, uh, I guess it's just with a counselor. I don't really know. She's not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, so I don't have any meds yet. Not that I'm going to get some, but I don't know. I think I would would like something to help me sleep, but um, I did start therapy the first session was all about like creating your uh, objectives of what you want to work on and um, what you hope to get out of therapy and stuff like that. And I guess it was okay, but I wasn't too happy because I didn't get to really get into the things I wanted to talk about. Um, I think with most people, they just want to talk to somebody. Well, this lady, I guess that's just the way Kaiser does it, but you know, it's like they have a program and you have to go over your objectives and then she gives you a couple ideas of things you can work on and you have to go home and work on them and then you come back, I, I guess, because I've only had the one session, one session with her. But during that one ses- session, she suggested that I do group therapy so today is my first group therapy um, later this afternoon, and you know we'll see how that goes. I I don't think I'm um, I don't think group therapy is going to be what I what I need or what I want. I really just want to talk to somebody. Um, so I mean anyway, we'll see how it goes because during she described this group therapy as um, I don't even know how many people, but you. You talk about what strategy you're working on and how it's going and uh, like the a situation where you use the strategy and stuff like that. So um, I guess we'll see how it goes. I probably won't talk at all this first first session, but um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm, I don't know. I don't know how optimistic I am about it, but um, I committed to... Th- to going to three of the group sessions over the next month, not even month, the next, um, let's see, today is the 13th, so the 13th, then the 27th, and then January 3rd. And then um, we'll see how it goes. But I'm wondering if in between that times, will I have a session with my, um, I think she's a social worker, I really don't know. Anyway, so I'm, I'm doing something about it, I'm... I have a lot of anxiety, a lot of stuff um, in my head that I want to talk about, but um, I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> I'm sure others of you have had been in therapy and you know how it works and all, but for me, it's brand new. So, um, you know, I guess we'll see how it goes. Again, I've said that three times now. We'll see how it goes. Anyway... Um, I do have other things I want to talk about. I I heard this on the news today, this story about these coal miners. Actually, they were not even coal miners. These people went into a mine last, I guess it was Monday or so, 
Sunday or Monday, they went into a mine in uh, uh, West Virginia, and their whole purpose was to steal copper wire. And I'm just going to assume that they were going to sell the copper wire for drugs. I have not read the read an article about it. I'm just going off on what I, the story I saw on Good Morning America. So it's like I think it was four people went into this mine in uh, M I N E in uh, West Virginia to steal copper wire. Well, somehow they got trapped in the mine, and they've been trying to um, rescue these people for four days. I think they finally were uh, rescued today. I think it was four days. And it was funny to see them come out of the mine because their faces are all covered with black coal and stuff, and they all look like... um, meth addicts and uh, and uh, people who are on drugs. I mean, I thought it was funny. I think it's I still think it's funny pretty hilarious that they went in there to steal copper wire and again, I'm just assuming that the, they were going to sell it to get drugs and then they get stuck in the mine. And then it takes this big, you know, search and rescue party to get them out. I'm wondering if they will be arrested for going into the mine and trying to steal the uh, copper wire, which I I think they deserved. They were, they were all healthy when they came out, so it's not like they were in, injured in any way or um, had any problems or anything. They just, um, <laughs> just think it's funny. <laughs> Did anybody hear that story? And if so, if you have more details, let me know. Give me a call on the voice letter line because I just think it's hilarious. You know, I probably should just do a little research and find out about these mine people. I mean, I'm going to go to the Washington Post and um, see. There should Surely there would be an article on the main front page, but I'm not seeing one. Oh, I just think that's hilarious. I will have to look for it. I'll just type in mine rescue. hear that typing? Here we go. Oh, this is ABC. Oh, I hope it doesn't play a video. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't have that going in there anyway. I'll read the little article and see. It says, three people who were trapped in an abandoned coal mine in West Virginia since Saturday have been found, according to the West Virginia Office of Miners, Health, Safety, and Training. After getting all the three people out of the mine safely, they were brought to their family and friends. After the reunion, they were taken to the hospital to be checked out. It's a Christmas blessing. That's all there is to it, says West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, who told reporters. The first person was found around 6 p.m. Wednesday, according to a representative from the Office of Miners Health and Safety Training. About 30 minutes later, the other two were rescued about 1,000 feet away from the first. We go into these events not to recover, we go into rescue, said Eugene White, director of Office of Miners, Health, and Safety. Why don't they um, shorten that? Anyway, it says the fourth person from the group, Eddie Williams, 43, was able to escape from the mine on Monday, from the mine on Monday evening. Williams told authorities that uh, Kayla Williams, Erica Treadway, and Cody Beverly, they're 25, 31, and 21, we're still inside, according to a statement from the Raleigh County Sheriff's Office. Uh, 
one of them was seen crying and hugging family members. Thank you before getting into an ambulance. Beverly, when asked what was it like in the mind, she responded, it was terrible to laugh as he got into a, a waiting ambulance. To laugh? So I guess people were laughing. I just, I just come and said they got them all three. They're scuffed up a little bit, Randy Williams, Kayla's father said. They're, they'll be transporting them, my guest, to the hospital anyway. Uh, I'm trying to see where it was reported that they um, were going in there for uh, copper wire. Oh, here we go. Officials have said that the group went into the cave in search of copper wire, a lucrative commodity in a financially depressed region of the state. No coal has been extracted from that mine for two years. Not a whole lot of information. It didn't say anything about selling it for drugs, but I'm just saying they look to me like they were going to sell the copper wire for drugs. <laughs> so anyway... That's that story. I've talked enough about that and wasted enough time with that, and I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. Just move on. So I'm going to move on. So last week, uh, my husband and I went to um, a restaurant called Martin's Tavern in Georgetown. It's a very famous restaurant where um, um, Ken the Kennedys got, went there. There's uh, certain tables with plaques on them from Supreme Court justices and stuff. Anyway, so some famous people hang out there or go there for dinner. We went there for dinner. I guess it was, I want to say Wednesday. I don't really remember exactly which day it was. But anyway, we're just sitting there having our dinner, eating our food and drinking our wine. And the place is really loud and crowded. And all of a sudden we hear this, um, like a chair scrape across the floor and then a big thud. And we turn around and one table over from us, there's this guy on the floor and he can't get up. And all these people are standing around him. Uh, this one table, that, uh, the one table that was between us and him, these, it was a bunch of ladies, and they all got up, and they're standing around, and no one knows what to do. And the waiter, our waiter happens to go over there and um, tries to start helping the guy. And the guy was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, but they wouldn't let him get up because, I guess, restaurant liability. So they waited, and they called an ambulance. And... Um, you know, that waited for the ambulance to come. So our waiter comes back to us and he's checking on, you know, how's everything going stuff. And I said, what's going on over there? And, and he just, in, in a very funny voice, just says, oh, there's an old drunk astronaut on the floor over there. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he said, oh, this astronaut that lives, lives in D.C. Um, comes in here and gets drunk and he just happened to fall off his chair. And I was like, Oh my God, we just started laughing. It was so funny. And then I was like, well, which astronaut is it? Because, you know, there's only so many astronauts. And he told us that the guy's name was Joseph P. Allen. So when I got home, I Googled him. And sure enough, he it was the same guy. Uh, he's like 81 years old. And he um, was part of the NASA program when they were um, doing the circling the Earth to see, you know, if man could survive in a... Uh, I guess, or, uh, whatever, rocket ship or whatever, the module or whatever. And he was one of the astronauts like um, Alan Shepard, I guess, who uh, went like nine, eight or nine times around the Earth in the capsule and then came back to Earth. And this guy happened to be one of the astronauts that was help testing it. So he's not like a major astronaut like, you know, 
Neil Armstrong or anybody like that. He was just in the program. But it was so funny because that when the ambulance came and they they didn't put him on a stretcher because the, the restaurant was a very, it's a very small place. And so they put him on one of those chairs. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's like these chairs that has wheels so they can lean it back and wheel them out. Well, they did just that. They put him on a chair and they were wheeling him past, right past our table because we were right near the entrance. And um, his uh, his back was um, towards the door so he could, would be looking right at us as he went by. And I, I just said to him, I said, are you going to be all right? And he said, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be all right. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, obviously he kind of had to be there. But it's just funny that, that our waiter... Um, just said, oh, an, an old drunk astronaut fell off his chair. <laughs> funny, 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 funny. Anyway, um, so that was funny. So um, let's see what else is going on. Um, not a whole lot. We went to a couple wineries last weekend. I'm slowly getting myself back into um, not thinking about stuff so much. But um, anyway, I also made a couple videos um, Last week, I posted a video about getting our Christmas tree because we um, went and got the Christmas tree and uh, decorated, set it up and decorated it, and I made a little video for that. And then today, I made a really short video of our um, um, Dickens Village. I'm sure there are some of you who like to set up a Dickens Village at, at the Christmas season. Well, last year, we got lucky that this... Um, store or um it's a nursery actually but they sold they sell the department 56 village pieces anyway that store went out of business last year so uh, during their going out of business sale they had well, i waited until they were selling things at 90 percent off and i bought like 10 new pieces to go with our village and i got like 10 pieces for like 105 dollars and i know that that sounds um I, th I think that might sound expensive, but each one of these buildings sell for anywhere from like $85 to $250. So some of these boxes with, that were originally priced like $144 were like 10 bucks or something like that. So when that sale went on, we went, we went to the store and I bought, I think, it, I think I've added 10 buildings to the, to the uh, village. Anyway, so... Because I've had so many pieces now in the village, I had to do it on two shelves. So I set up the top shelf as if it was the Dickens town, you know, uh, whatever. I don't think it has a name, but um, like I put all of the businesses in a row, like on a street, and put a little piece of uh, road thing in front of it. And then, of course, with the snow and the trees and the people and all that stuff. And then on the lower level, I put... Um, the houses and a couple more businesses. So anyway, um, this morning I used my iPhone and just did a quick, I think it's like a minute and 30 seconds. Maybe it's a minute and 35 seconds. I don't know. And I just quickly filmed the uh, village and put it all together and with um, a song and um, just went ahead and stuck it up on YouTube. So there are two videos for Christmas stuff on YouTube. If you haven't seen the first one, that was posted last week, and then the uh, village one was posted today. So I would encourage you to go over to YouTube and uh, check out those um, videos. Now, speaking of YouTube, 
just real quick that I want to go over time. Um, my personal channel, I finally went over a thousand subscribers. I think I have a thousand four right now. That means that I can monetize my channel, except for one thing. I, you're supposed to have four thousand. Is it four thousand hours or four? Yeah, four thousand hours of views in a year. And I think I only have like 3,200 views, 3,200 hours of um, views in my in this last year. So, oh, excuse me. Before I can uh, get monetized on that channel, I need to have you know like 800 more hours of views. So that's going to take a long time for that to happen. So that channel is not going to see any money yet. But my Apple channel. I have a channel called My Slice of Apple. Hopefully you have seen it. That one did get monetized because I have like 1,090, 1,090 subscribers on that one. And I just got the email yesterday saying that it is now monetized and I can start making money on my videos. So I would suggest you to go over to YouTube and search for My Slice of Apple and watch all of those videos. I only have 25. Um, but those are getting views. Like I haven't put a new video on there for months. But um, every, because uh, it goes by 48 hours. And every 48 hours, my videos are being viewed like 2,000 times. So I'll make a tiny little bit of money off that. Um, my uh, book channel that I do, I have almost 17,000 subscribers. And I'm making, now I'm making like $320 a month off that. This next, um, when I get paid on the 21st, it's going to be $318 that I've already made uh, this month. So um, I'm really happy with that. So that one's generating some money. So um, that's the YouTube update. And if you haven't checked out those channels, go watch them. And I'm going to try now to be, to get back to a weekly podcast and especially now that this one is definitely not emotional about my dad. Um, so anyway, again, thank you to everybody who uh, reached out and, um, you know, mentioned my dad. I appreciate it. All right. So that is actually all I have for today. Um, I, I, as a reminder, I have my group therapy session today, and I will probably talk about that on next week's podcast. So that is all for today. Thanks for listening. And until next time, bye.